Now is the time to submit quietly. We control all you hear and feel. You are about to enter a great adventure and experience the awe and mystery from your ultimate fantasies to your deepest fears from which you may never return. And gentlemen, we're recording. Welcome, everyone, back to Strutting from Gorilla. I'm here today. We have episode 10, the best in the business of female wrestlers. Kind of an exciting topic here. We got uh, we got the, the Gorilla crew here. We got Mikey Cash. Hey, Vito. What up, everybody? Uh, really happy to be here this week. Before we get into our women's wrestling, just thought I'd say I actually enjoyed the main events of clash of champions last night we're recording this on a monday uh i thought roman reigns i mean mango i know you're going to be seconding me on this but he was awesome and i really dig what they're kind of teasing here with the whole tribal chief type thing i'll hold my thoughts until until a future date for that but uh, i got some good theories on it and i'm i really liked it jay Uso surprised me so kudos Awesome. Thank you, Mikey Cash. We got Big Mango. Hey, Vito. I don't think we've had an episode since the passing of Animal. Wanted to say rest in peace, Animal. Maybe later on we can touch on some of his career. Also, I did want to second what Mike said about uh, Clash of Champions main event. I think the biggest development of all of wrestling this week, you know, in a positive light, is uh, Roman Reigns taking his shirt off. And, uh, oh, my lordy. Talk about ratings. Come on. Friday Night SmackDown, it's going to be Attitude Era ratings if he takes his shirt off again. That's all I'm going to say. More like Abitude. Look at those abs. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. bad. Sorry. That was a good one. I like that. I like that. (laughs) I think it's like just not to have to wrestle in that gear he had on before. Is going to like make him way better. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's what it was. You're right. You know what made him a terrible wrestler was it was the gear. It was 100% the gear. How do you wrestle how, in a bulletproof vest? How did his nipples not chafe wrestling That's like a that? Great he, he reminds me of like Andy in the office when they're doing the fun run. <laughs> and he's just like, how did he do that? It's just a lot of rubbing in wrestling. I don't know how he. Did he get a new song too? A new entrance song? He said he has one coming. Good. I, I hope so. I hate this oh entrance. God. I just. Drives me bananas. Drives me bananas. Okay, that's good. All right, and we have Bobby Stone, the leader of men. Good evening, gentlemen. Happy to be behind the scenes today. So I do want to touch upon something that we were all talking about last week, and I think it kind of struck a nerve. I do not feel as if Mr. Hulk Hogan is getting the respect that he deserves on our podcast, and I am going to show him a little bit of love next week. As I really start to dig into some of his archived interviews, his uh, movies, his just fucking Hulkamania, baby. Love it. Live it. Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. He's my guy. Fuck you all. Well, let me tell you something, mean Gene. These 24-inch pythons are coming for you, and the Hulkamaniacs are going to run wild. 
that was my only good impression. All of mine kind of <laughs> suck. So that's literally the only one I can do. But um, thank you for that, Bobby Stone. Yep. Yep. That's the only one you'll get. That's the only one you'll get. Ah, thank you for that, Bobby Stone. Um, so, yeah, I, I the thing I wanted to touch on today, which I thought you were going to steal from me, Bobby Stone, is, um, you know, we had we had a, a terrible week with animal passing. I mean, we had a, just had an episode about our favorite tag teams of all time. Um, and for me, I thought Legion of Doom, Doom LOD was one of the best, if not the best. So you, you feel terrible about it. And what's crazy about that is that his son is in the NFL. And I don't know if you guys saw the little skit that ESPN did on him, but, um, Dude, he would make a fantastic wrestler. He has a great personality, and I guarantee you he could out-wrestle half the people on the roster right now just based on the fact that his dad was a wrestler. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, no joke. Yeah. thing I really wanted to pour, I just wanted to say something about him because I really loved watching them growing up and loved Animal. He died too young, 60 years old. You feel bad for him and his family, so... We all, you know, give him a, a big shout out. But um, the thing I wanted to touch on real quick was, and I thought Bobby Stone would because he's the stock master, but uh, Stephanie and Triple H selling a good amount of shares of their WWE stock. Not only did they sell it, they sold it real low. I mean, I think when they bought it, it was like $90 a piece and it was down to, they sold it for like 39 bucks. So that's kind of interesting. I know they've done it before. But uh, I I just find that really, really interesting. I, I can't imagine a lot of people look at that as like a really good sign. I mean, I don't know. I don't follow stock all that much, but I find it interesting. Well, uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was actually going to bring some of that up during my closing. Um, oh, my bad. Uh, oh, I, ain't no stress. So we'll talk about it here right now. <laughs> so it, it must have been really exciting at the uh, at the closing bell. On on Friday, because next thing you know, here we are on Monday, and the stock actually rose seventy one cents. So that went up one percent since the sell. It means absolutely nothing other than I'm convinced that the Hemsleys just needed to refinance their house, their new business ventures, take a couple mil right off the top. Next thing you know, they're they're doing just fine. However, I also think. That they suck. And not to confuse the Hemsleys with the Helmsleys, but yes, they agree with you, Bobby Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I can't really say, I can't really say for sure that the Hemsleys (laughs) um, were selling because they knew something's going to happen in the future. But I think it would be fair to say that um, this quarter, for instance, they've had no live events. In live events, I know like last quarter they had the same as well, but um, I think that they have to be prepared for anything because they have no live event revenue. Um, And on top of that, people have less discretionary income. And Mm -hmm. what's the first thing you get rid of whenever you have income problems? Yeah, investments, right? Yeah. Well, investments, number one, but also just as a regular person, you cut out your WWE network thing. You're like, (laughs) I need that 10 bucks. That's three cups of coffee right there. Boom. Children's formula goes first, baby formula first, then WWE Network. <laughs> well, now that Roman Reigns is taking his shirt off, I don't think anybody's going to cancel on that thing. But and yeah, to be you honest, just, with you can that, just suck off his nipple and you'll be good. <laughs> Boom. Dude, that, I, I think that's the two percent rise. I think that's that's the two inch rise right there. It's the nipples. 
the the nipples. I, I think if you look on each one of his nipples, they're about an inch big mm-hmm. once they poke out. So mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that's your two percent right there. That's the right. tries. That's what it was. Yep. Yep, hundred percent. Well, uh, that's all good. Good thoughts today. Good thoughts. I like this opening <laughs> segment. It was a good one. We got nipples and and also yeah. Well, yeah everyone, Vito's so. trying to be really nice about this. Oh, good yeah. thoughts, everybody. Good, good thoughts. thoughts. Good thoughts. <laughs> it's like nice job, class. Everyone, everyone gets an A plus for today. But yeah, let's 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 dive right in today. We got we got one of my favorite topics: the uh, the best female wrestlers in in wrestling history. Oh, might have to edit that one out, Bobby. Phone's not no. on silence. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's a part of the uh, that wasn't that. Oh, shit, it comes mine. <laughs> is Isn't that happening in the world of sports? Uh, there is a Monday night football game happening as well. Yep. So, yep. so mm-hmm. big game, huh? Well, anyways, so, <laughs> oh, go so ahead, the man. funny thing is, we're we're uh, recording this on Monday night during Monday Night Raw, not watching. I mean, it's the most telling it? thing yeah. about all of this. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, getting back to it, you know, we, we're talking about female female wrestlers today. We we spend a lot of time talking about wrestling, and we haven't given the women wrestlers a lot of credit. Uh, I think we've touched on the kind of women's revolution, um, but it kind of brings up a good point. Like who are some of the better women wrestlers? According to us, this is all, this is all, you know, opinion from us as always. And if, if you're listening and you disagree, we'd love to hear it from you uh, at from underscore gorilla on the Twitter machine. Feel free. We get lots of tweets, um, but we could always use more. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear if you disagree with us or not. But uh, the women's wrestling division, I mean, it's it's kind of got its ups and downs, right? Um, it's interesting. Uh, I'll say, from my perspective, they started out, you know, it, it, it has a good history to it, but it was never really taken too seriously. And then you kind of got into, like, the 90s, and you had, you know, it was more about, like, bra and panty matches and kind of girls gone wild type stuff where they were trying to attract that... Uh, that generation and some of the re- some of the females there are uh, really underrated. I think um, they talk about this new women's revolution. They have a lot of really great wrestlers, and they're getting more more airtime. But there are some women wrestlers back in the '90s that I feel like uh, are are underrated, and you know, really kind of got the ball rolling with a lot of this too. And even before then, I mean, before our time, and I know we have a, a lot of different wrestlers here, so. Um, if you guys have any thoughts or you want to chime in and start going first, I think we all picked a couple. So I think rather than talk about them and then, and then, and then go to the next person, name the amount that you have, name the, the wrestlers that you have, uh, and then kind of talk about each, each one after you name them all. So whoever wants to go first, feel free. All right. I'll, I'll give it a, sh- give it a shot here. Uh, so I have to quote Vito. I only have like 18 to go through. <laughs> so it shouldn't be that much. Uh, no, I got. I, I honestly, I have a lot of a lot of uh, women wrestlers that I wrote down on here because it's it's really hard to just take my pick of of just a few because so many of them do so many great things in different ways. Um, right now, like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay out of WWE because I feel like we're probably gonna hear some of those names come up as this goes on. But uh, one name that was in WWE that I want to mention because I think she's had a lot of great work outside like 
before she was in WWE and then after she left, she's had some great work. And that's Deanna Perrazzo. She actually just won the Impact Women's Championship or the Knockouts title from Jordine Grace, who's actually one of my other uh, wrestlers on this list. So I, I got three, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, and Tessa Blanchard. Uh, I know that picking Tessa Blanchard is kind of iffy because she had this whole thing with a lot of allegations and whatnot, but I'm picking her strictly based off of how great of a wrestler she is. Um, you can watch her on YouTube on PCW Ultra. She's a champion there, and they basically had a video every week of her defending the title uh, in Shimmer, in WOW, which is Women of Wrestling Superheroes. It's on Axis TV. You guys can watch that. Um, but I, I think Tessa lives up to the family name. I mean, she's got Magnum TA as her stepfather, Tully Blanchard as her dad. I mean, that's pedigree that you just, you know, you can't sneeze at. And she's using every bit of it. And she's getting better and better. And and in in my world, one day I hope to see a Tessa Blanchard versus Charlotte Flair. I think there's a lot of great story that can be told there, given the Four Horsemen background. But uh, that's just my wishful thinking. Uh, like I said, Diana Perrazzo really coming into her own. Really good submission wrestler. Jordan Grace is awesome because she calls herself Thick Mama Pump. So for all you Scott Steiner fans out there, she kills it. She's kills. It. She's super athletic. She's she's muscular. She's big. Um, I like the I like the style that she works. Very athletic. Um, there's there's so many women that I could mention on here, and I won't show you the how much room I've taken up on my screen with my word document. But uh, those are the three that I'm going to stick with for now. Honorable mention: uh, Camille from NWA, Big Swole. She kills it on AEW. She does uh, good. Rip. Britt Baker, my God, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Candice LeRae, watch her stuff before she was in WWE. Pro Wrestling Gorilla. She actually had a lot of intergender matches. She was famous for that. And she, there's a match on YouTube with her against her now husband, Johnny Gargano. Check it out. So let me ask you a question on these, Mike. Those are all good Yeesh. ones. I, again, I don't know a lot of them. I know you are you're pretty well. I'd say out of the four of us, you're pretty well versed in this. You do a good job going outside of the universe you know and and seeing some of these people um do you think any of these wrestlers that you mentioned if they were in aew or i know a couple of them were but the the ones that weren't do you yeah. think or or wwe do you think that they would do them justice or no it depends because i i feel like honestly out of all of them they probably do something well with tessa blanchard and i think it's the charlotte effect i think it's the same type of deal it's that lineage, it's the legacy type of wrestler that that they're looking for because they can bring more money in by one day maybe getting Tully off of AEW to come in for the manager for a match. Uh, you know, somebody like Jordan Grace, I really don't trust them with her. I feel yeah. like they're going to focus too much on the weight and the stuff like yep. that. I mean, they're going to do what they did with Nia Jax. And, right. you know, obviously, like Nia sometimes doesn't do herself any favors with some of the things that happened while she's in the ring. But in general, they don't do a great job with her. Like, they don't know how to market any of the big guys, really. No. I and mean, that goes back to, like, the big show. Like, yeah. it's the worst even though Vince McMahon, history, so like, <laughs> even though Vince McMahon says he can, I right. disagree. I, I would agree there. Yeah. Just because you had Andre the Giant at one time does not mean you can manage right. every big guy or big wrestler. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, there, there's a couple people that maybe, I mean, they had good good luck with, with Asuka. You know, she... Yeah. But she was just so good. I think her talent just shined through no matter what they did. 
Yeah, they didn't in the beginning, though. I mean, I, I can no. tell you when she first came in, they did not utilize her the way I thought she should be utilized. Because mm-hmm. you watch mm-hmm. her now, and she definitely puts on some great matches. And I love that she the 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 fact that her and um gosh now I'm gonna what, what was it, the Kabuki Warriors when they yeah, were tag team. Yeah, when she kind of was let to kind of do her own thing. At first, I thought her talking in Japanese was kind of annoying, but then it added to her character. It gave her this kind of mystique. It reminded mm. me of the Green Mist with Tajiri. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was yeah. awesome. It was good. So. I would agree there, though. I just think again, it's it's just going back to everything. It's kind of one mm. of those things with WWE where they don't let people shine individually. They have to make yep. them and transform them into this thing. They, they got to mm. brand them. It's always yeah. like this branding Awful. thing. And sometimes you just don't need to do no. that. Like sometimes they're, they're just good. Yeah. And like, that's the marketing. Like this guy is yeah. good. You should be watching them. Yeah. No, those are, those are some good ones, Mike. I, I like those. I don't know a lot of them. So I was mm. fascinated in listening to your explanation of them. Um, so, I mean, feel free if we, if we leave something off that you think we should, uh, should add in, you know, let us know, but uh, whoever wants to go next, go ahead. I actually just wanted to, before we jump to whoever is is coming up next, uh, Mike's actually, to your point earlier, probably the, out of the four of us, uh, strongest suited with the, uh, with the female wrestler uh, background. Uh, and he put me onto um, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist, Tay Conti, who's currently in AEW. Mm-hmm. I will say, I, I don't know necessarily her full background but from what i have seen reminds me of a female cm punk and could just beat your ass it's it's impressive it's 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 no longer the brown panty matches that we were talking about a little bit earlier which by the way i hope we get into it at some point because they're just freaking hysterical and that that was (laughs) that that those were fantastic but um yeah no she 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 can literally kick some ass, and I thought that was that was fascinating. That was yeah. one of my honorable mentions, so I guess I'll just keep going. I believe she's a follower of uh, from underscore gorilla. Is that correct, or do we just follow her? I don't even know. I I, I've... I, I, I think we'd like her to follow us, but I think we'll okay. just follow her. <laughs> well, someone make that happen. Get us a follow from her. Um, but yeah, those are good ones. Whoever wants to go next, Bobby, you have some? Yeah, I'll, I'll just keep going. Yeah, go um, you know... I figure if we're not going to talk about Bret Hart in this uh, episode, I would talk about the other Hart, Natty by Nature. She is fantastic. I think she does her uh, her father justice. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I think she has more of a more of a stronghold on the female uh, female division right now than you know her her father actually made for himself i i think she's she's taken on um not only that mentor uh i've i've watched my fair share of episodes of uh total divas total bellas they're both really cool shows and natty's the mentor natty's the one who is the locker room champion um and it goes to show you the way she's developing a lot of the other younger talent in the ring as well um that they look up to her as the uh the bear mom so um, in the ring, though, she kicks ass. I love the fact that she still uses the sharpshooter and doesn't use the Boston Crab. The other, uh, I talked about the Bellas not too long ago, but I really feel like that was Stephanie's 
uh, Stephanie McMahon's kind of brainchild from the beginning. And I don't know if Mike can help me out with this or if I'm going on a reach, but I know that when they went in on, on the project to get told Eve is going, a lot of that backstory was um, trying to bring on new, uh, new viewership and a great way to do that with a female demographic was actually going to e-network. And that was the way that they actually turned their own reality show. I thought it was a great idea. I thought it was something that was completely different. I didn't really know much about it. Um, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't watched many of it, Bobby, but um, I would agree. I thought it was a cool idea and I think it's branched out and kind of made a few storylines here and there. Um, But the Bella twins, I would agree are, should be up there. They're a little Mm -hmm. bit different than most of the other people, but they brought more of a pop culture to WWE, I would think. Um, So that, that would be my two cents on them, but go ahead, Bob, you can continue. No, I, I, to be honest with you, if I had a third one, oh, it was Beth Phoenix is my third yeah, one. Yeah, love Beth Phoenix. Married I, to Edge. She's just damn good yeah, herself. She's a, she's a beast. Yeah, she she like was it. part of, uh, she She tagged him with Natty for a little bit. They were the, yep. diva, the Divas of Doom. Divas of Doom. I love that. Yeah. I don't even remember that, but I did like that. Um, no, those are those are good ones. I like, I, out of the three you picked, I think Beth Phoenix was probably my favorite. Um, I like Natty. I think she um, she doesn't they doesn't get the the, the airtime that she deserves, really. I don't know why, but she doesn't. Um, and uh, But I, I liked all three of those for sure. Three good ones. Uh, Mango, you want to go next? Sure. Yeah, uh, great picks by everybody. Um, I have to admit, I'm not necessarily the biggest women's wrestling fan. <laughs> Maybe out of the four of us, I'm going to be completely honest. I think it's because, um, I'm not sure anybody really cares, but I'll tell you anyway. I care. Uh, you care. I'll tell you. Here's what it is. Uh, wrestling's fake. All right? <laughs> Let's be real. It's not real. It's fake. And uh, it's really hard for even guys to make it look real. And I think it's even harder and always a little bit comical sometimes watching the women fight each other. Um because it's just like a lot of pulling hair, a lot of like, ow. And obviously people miss. Like it's crazy. Well, here's here's my point to that. Cause I, I I'm like slightly on your side with this, but at the same time, it's not because I don't think that they're good. I think that because we watch WWE, they don't give them the time of day to do the same moves. Like if you go back, I guarantee if you watch a match from New Japan Wrestling with the woman in it, or you watch some of the 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 ones that Mike were talking about, it's completely different. Like even in NXT, it's different. Like it's it's yeah. it's completely yeah. different. They don't they don't give them the time on the main card to do a good job. The only people they do are a f- slight few, like um, like. <laughs> The ones that are really good. So like yeah. Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, right. uh, Shayna Baszler, like any right. of those people. And, and they're the ones that are clearly really good. Yes. So it, it, they don't have that kind of risk factor that you might have within an experienced person. But I mean, that's a whole issue about like their farm system, too, and like yeah. how they, they rush the developmental. Well, and a lot of times, too, when when you think about the wrestlers back in the 90s that I'm going to get into, um, they just took like good-looking women and tried to make them wrestle some were good some were bad most were bad because they weren't really wrestlers but now i think you're starting to see some of these women that are really good wrestlers and they're getting a little bit of a chance and i like to see that i just don't like when they push it and they don't give them enough time to do what they need to do like it Mm -hmm. is kind of fun watching you know like becky versus charlotte 
you know, but I don't know if I would really like, um, you know, uh, some of the wrestlers versus Charlotte. I just think there's a lot less of talent to choose from mostly probably because a lot of women don't want to wrestle as much as men want to wrestle professionally. I would think that's all I can think of. But I, I also think that WWE doesn't just push them. I wish they did their own, like they have the two Oh seven or no two Oh five live two Oh seven two Oh five live. I wish they would do like a women's one where it was just like, you know, four or five matches where it's just yep. women matches. Cause I think you'd see it a lot more cause it get time. But I mean, all of a sudden you get to do a pay-per-view mango, right. And you got 15 <laughs> matches on there. And, and two of them, two of them are women. Yeah. Yeah, are women. It's yeah. still like, they still treat it like a novelty. So yeah, I it's like agree. well, the women's right. revolution was really good. Like when they did yeah. that women's only thing, it was really really good. So I think it's a fine line. I, I think that they that could be their next venture of pushing the women to a, a separate program too. You know what I mean? So they have more time to shine. That's just my opinion, but I, I get where you're coming from because that's kind of on that side. I also don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy some of the other character storylines from people because the women like the alexa bliss thing going on right now is very intriguing to me like very very intriguing to me and i it's think that so that could be good. really good yeah, yeah. so I, I just think they need to to give it more time but I, I i agree with you a little bit there mango yeah uh thanks man uh, uh so if real quick i'll just tell you who my my uh, favorite ones of all time are uh medusa also known as alondra blaze from the 90s she kind of preceded the prime panty era and um Obviously, one of the biggest things that she did, one of the most exciting things she did was dropping the uh, WWE uh, women's title in the trash can on Nitro, which was like, as a 10-year-old, I was like, that's really cool, man. I'm not watching that other crap. Like, they can't even keep their, own, they can't even keep their women's champion. Like, what the hell? But she also did have a quick run in, uh, or actually kind of long run in All Japan, um, uh, all Japan Wrestling. She had a three-year contract. She was the first women wrestler or four, first wrestler in general to have a three-year contract with that promotion. Um, so she had good pedigree. Um, and then more recently, uh, I love Paige. I got to say, I, I'm really sad to see that she can't yeah. be wrestling anymore, her neck and everything. Um, but uh, for a couple – oh, sorry. Did I just scream a couple? Did, did I scream that really loud? Sorry. Felt like I screamed. Um Paige, yeah. So Paige, because, uh, well, for, for a couple of reasons, okay? Uh, her leaked videos are really good. Uh, and the ones where she's playing checkers and stuff, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I really liked her debut when she on the main roster when she beat AJ Lee and took the title away. She has a great finisher. Um, she just, she has good pedigree. You know, her, her, her actual movie, me and Mike saw that in the movie theater. It was it good. Was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Fighting with it my was family. Really good. Yeah. So uh, those are my couple. Uh, who else? Who hasn't gone yet? Vito? I have not gone yet. No. So you guys all named some good ones. I like, you know, what's really crazy about this is we all kind of pick totally different areas, right? Like Bobby picked some of the new people. Mike picked people outside of our normal talking points. Mango had some of uh, the a little bit older wrestlers. Well, not Paige, but uh, I would agree with the um, the Medusa the Medusa one. Um, you know, we also we also have you know people like the the May Youngs. We also have 
you know, the fabulous Moolahs. Again, it's tough for me to really say how good they were because I didn't see them wrestle. I just go off the fact that, you know, they're they're legends. Like, it's probably like classy Freddie Blassie. Like, I never saw him manage. But he also could be one of the top managers that we didn't mention, by the way. Classy Freddie Blassie. Um, and <laughs> but but uh, I, there's definitely a lot. But mine, mine are a little bit different. I picked my, my first one is China. Um, and I also picked Tristratus and Lita and and I had an honorable mention of Sable. And here, here's why. Okay, with with China, she was kind of the first woman who started wrestling guys. Like she won the Intercontinental Championship. And I thought it was awesome. And I, I recently watched a lot of the matches and I, I look back at it and she was hanging with a lot of these good wrestlers like like Jeff Jarrett. And she was doing some moves that I don't know a lot of people could pull off. And especially at a time like the early nineties, when most of the women in wrestling either had gigantic boobs or were half naked or only did bra and panty matches, they took her pretty seriously. Um, and it was interesting because you saw her progress a little bit from being the, the, this person who doesn't talk in Degeneration X, who clearly she was a large woman. Um, and then she started to work with Eddie Guerrero. And that's when I think she really shined because you saw her, she, she played it perfectly. Cause you got Eddie, who is this like, you know, Latino heat. Right. And you got Mamacita with uh, China and she played it perfectly. I thought it was great. And they had some, some, some points where they actually fought each other they had to fight each other in um one of the king of the rings i believe and and eddie ended up winning and she was pissed it was it's just good stuff and it, it, she really did hang with a lot of the guys and she does not get the credit she deserved because of the stuff she did after wwe and i think there's a big thing there with triple h too with stephanie and it just it sucks because she should be she should be in the hall of fame and and, and no doubt and in, in my opinion one of the best of all time i mean I, go back and watch. Like you'd be amazed at some of the stuff she did. Like she would crush it in today's WWE. She would absolutely crush it. And yeah. they, I thought they used her really well. Um, I don't know if you guys agree, disagree on that one, but no, I, I I'm, well, I'm with you on it. And, and to your point, you know, when you talk about even her influence now on wrestling, when I, when I mentioned before Camille in NWA power, she is essentially the China character to Nick Aldis, who's the champion in NWA. So it's very similar. Where she's sort of the insurance policy. She's she's big, and she kicks major ass. And that is when I see her, I'm like, that's a direct influence from China. Yeah, and I could see that. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, she. I, I just I loved watching her wrestle, and I actually enjoyed watching her wrestle against the guys. I thought she did a freaking really good job. Like she was taking taking bumps that a lot of women probably would not be able to handle, but she had a physical stature that was very similar to a man. Like it, if you really looked at her and she did a she great job. Than Shawn Michaels. I know it's crazy. And you look at the, just go back and watch some of the matches she was in. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. I, I, I liked her a lot. I didn't realize at the time how influential she was. And I feel really bad when she passed away and, and, and all that stuff. And she went down the wrong path, but um, they, they still should honor her in a better, better fashion. Cause right now it's like, she's just like the redheaded stepchild out there. Yeah. My other ones. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I, I believe she used the torture rack on a couple of occasions. Uh, and for a female to use, use a torture rack in general, um, she would powerbomb people. Yeah. She would, she would powerbomb people too. Like, like she did not. She did not. Um, 
She did not let up. And a lot of the guys did not let up against her. I know there was a lot of backlash from wrestlers that didn't want to wrestle her. I mean, being a guy and, and going against a, a woman, I mean, it, 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 you know, and unfortunately it, it can, if you lose to her, it can make you or your character look not as good. You know, it doesn't make them shine. So I, I get those standpoints, but at the same time, she was just such, such a unique talent that a lot of the, I, I respect a lot of the guys that actually did wrestle her. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I, I give Jeff Jarrett a lot of credit cause I know there's some of the good, better matches he was in or, or she was in was against, was against her. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the other one, so we'll move on to the next one. My other one was, uh, Trish Stratus and I don't think that that's a real tough one. I, what I like about her is I've watched the, the 24 seven they did on her when she came back to face Charlotte. Um, and it was pretty cool. Um, you know, she came in as this fitness model and like WWE does, they take the, the good looking women, they signed her. She was very athletic, you know, giant assets. And she was ready to go. She came in as the manager for TNA, which was a perfect, perfect, uh, um, perfect, uh, segue for her and perfect team. Um, but, but then she, she like, she really wanted to wrestle. So she basically studied and, and worked with a lot of the guys and worked as hard as she could to be a good wrestler. And she went from not being a wrestler at all to, to truthfully being one of the better women wrestlers, um, in a time she would fit in perfectly with today's divas. I think, um, like I could see her facing, you know, Charlotte and, and, and Becky Lynch and, and Oscar and all of those matches being great. Um, but yeah, she, she's definitely up there. Uh, she was also in a lot of brown panty matches, which, not going to lie, 14 year old Anthony Loretta was very happy with a lot of those brown panty matches. You know, yes, mm-hmm. you know, different times nowadays, but, but like I said, 14 year old Anthony Loretta didn't care. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we had that. And then, and then Lita, I thought Lita was really good too. Again, I don't know for sure that she came up as a wrestler, but, um, but also learned a lot of moves. And I think her and Trish should get a lot of credit for a women's revolution because i think they they, unfortunately there wasn't a lot i I mean you had like your your ivories and and you know your molly hollies and 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 you know your jazzes which jazz was pretty good too yeah which was she was great too and but but those two really kind of i mean they were the first women to main event raw Right. Like that's a pretty big feature. Like, especially in those days when women didn't get many time at all, much time at all in the wrestling ring. And when they did, it was not a good match, you know? Um, So I, I, I put her on there, Lita and her, I thought were great. Um, uh, But, uh, but yeah. And then my honorable mention was Sable just because I think she, she did a lot of different things and it's more of a different way. Right. Like she brought a lot of mainstream, wrestlers in and and i don't know that it's necessarily the best way because the the gimmick she had against um with mark marrow like kind of being like an abusive boyfriend like he got the real shit under the stick on that that uh storyline like they made him look like this abusive boyfriend that just like bosses her around and um and it made a lot of people feel a lot of sympathy for her and then she kind of just snapped one day and and turned into this great wrestler. And again, just like Trish Stratus, a little before Trish Stratus's time, turned into a decent wrestler. Again, she didn't have much competition in in at that time. So it's not like you can give her a ton of credit. But I mean, she did the whole thing with Playboy and was the first to be in there and and you know, brought a lot of attention to the women in wrestling. Call it good, call it bad, but it brought a lot of a uh, lot of attention. And again, 14-year-old Vito 
really enjoyed Sable. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, th- those are, those are mine. And I know there are a bunch, I mean, that we probably left off here. Uh, I mean, I think, I don't know about you guys, but um, gosh, Luna, Luna was yeah. one that was very unique, different character, right? Mm-hmm. She had the whole thing where she's like this crazy and she looked, she fit the part perfectly, like absolutely perfect. Um, I thought she was good too. When she came down with Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah, they both scared the shit out of me at eight years old. One, because Bam Bam, I didn't understand that people could actually tattoo their head. So as this six foot six, almost 400 pound behemoth is jumping from the top rope and just putting his head into somebody, uh, there goes the lunatic on the other side who's chasing Doink the Clown. Unbelievable work and a storyline that I doubt many remember, but Bam Bam and Doink the Clown was fantastic. Hey, I I would agree. I, I'll tell you though, you know, someone who doesn't get a lot of lot of recognition either is Mickey James. But I'll tell you yeah. the worst one of the worst matches I've ever seen was between her and Gail Kim. I don't know if you guys saw that match, but th- at the time they were two of the better wrestlers. And they must have missed like five different spots in there. There were parts where Mickey would kick or would completely miss Gail Kim and then she sold it anyways. And you could YouTube it. It's a pretty bad match. But I think they said that Gail Kim had a concussion um, and was knocked out at the beginning. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But um, I always I always like Mickey. <laughs> I like how you save that until the end of it. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, that's the point. You know, yeah, it's still a bad match. You know, like, listen, if Vince McMahon can run down to the ring during a Royal Rumble, tears quads and still bark orders, I think we can uh, we can work with a little head injury, you know, but that's just me. Give him a little sniff insult and be good to go. Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought we all had some some pretty good ones there. I, I don't think I would disagree with a lot of those, but it's, it's again, I think it's really unique. You guys can disagree or not, but mm. there's so many different aspects to the women's division over the years. Like it's, it's changed. Like it goes, it goes through this weird phase. And I was really happy when Stephanie McMahon kind of started this big push towards the women's women's division. Um, and is really starting to take it seriously. Not just like a couple female wrestlers that are really good. Like they're really starting to take it seriously with some of the people like Shayna Baszler coming up. Uh, who's the other one that was champion in NXT for, and just, just lost. Um, she lost to Charlotte. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she's good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just a lot of good Bianca, stuff. Bianca Bianca Belair. I think she's, she's awesome. She should absolutely be a champion right now. Yeah. She, is, she could be just a great heel champ and just oh, run the fucking gamut on them. Like, yeah. She's so good. Yeah. And you know what? They should do like a heel stable. I mean, a, a heel stable, a, a female stable. Like, they don't yeah. really have. They haven't really done that. They've never done that. You know, they, um, what was their what did they do when again, like the women's revolution, when they tried to they called up all these people and then they just immediately just pushed them off into these like makeshift factions. So it was like Paige, Becky and Charlotte, um, Tamina, Naomi and Sasha. And I forgot. Oh, was like you're Bella right. And I, Alicia remember, Fox. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck did they just do? What yeah. are they like? So like, oh, all right, we'll bring you up and then just shove you in together. Like, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Well, that that's still just to go to show you that they they were still only going to give them of the right. three hour bar fest that is raw twenty minutes at most. 
you 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 could it, very no. easily give them forty minutes, two matches. You can, I mean, female matches historically are a little bit lesser in time. They're they normally mm-hmm. run about fifteen minutes. Um, endurance is in normally the strong suit in those those types of matches. But give them forty five minutes. Yeah. Three matches and and maybe you might actually do something with Raw too, could make it interesting. I'll say that the the WrestleMania that was headlined though was not the greatest example because I felt like that match wasn't fantastic. <laughs> the triple threat there was the pay per view was also twelve hours long. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Like yeah, that's also very true. Of, they should just break it up into two nights, but that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, you know? no, I I would agree. I would agree yeah. there. But do what I, they I, did yeah. once there's fans again. Just break yeah. it up two nights. I don't remember. Were there a lot of female wrestlers in WCW? I feel like I don't really even remember. It I really was, don't what, even what, remember females wrestling. Major Guns? Who the hell? Oh I don't even God. know. Or Major Tess Guns. Parker. That's and, right. Uh, well, like, Ed Medusa was there. Yeah. And she was essentially the only wrestler, only female Yeah, I just don't... There. I. Like, did they ever develop people? Though? Like, I don't even no, remember anyone no. that came from WC. Like, Tori Wilson was, and Tori Wilson that was not and, a priority for WCW. Yeah, there's Tori Wilson and um, oh my gosh, what's her? Stacy Keebler Stacey, came from yeah. there, but they weren't really wrestlers. Like, they they listen. Tori turned into an okay wrestler. I wouldn't put her up there with a lot of the wrestling women that we talk about today. But I mean, I think she was an important part of WWF. Like, again, you go oh, back. To- oh, sorry. It just reminded me. Uh, Ivory needs to be mentioned. Ivory, Jacqueline, they were they were actual wrestlers. Yep, and just were like miscast in this. Like when they started turning to like the divas, bra and panties roles, because they they were legitimate professional wrestlers. And Victoria too. Yes, there's so actually Victoria's not on my honorable mention list. Uh, I I I threw in. I couldn't find it on YouTube, but uh, Survivor Series 2002, it's Trish Stratus versus Victoria, and it's a hardcore championship women's title match. It's really good. It's a yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. And at that time, they were never letting the women do that, especially in WWE. So it was really cool. Uh, my God, I can't. Th- I have so many that are running through my head right now. Can't yeah, they were. There was a, one of my favorites again because I'm slightly perverted. Is uh, they had a a pool match, an evening gown in a pool match or something. Do you remember that? Actually, that's the one. <laughs> Which actually, one? They had like 20. Actually, that was the one in Armageddon where um, oh, the cat, cat showed her boobs. Dude, I was like, my mouth dropped. I was like, you, you know, they tease you all the time. You, I was 14 years old, 15 years old. Yep. For, that to happen on, for that to happen on a pay-per-view, that was a big deal. Yeah, I remember it happening because it was they like. Got in big trouble, I think. Of course, but the, you know, as a kid, you watch and you think you're gonna oh maybe see something here or there, right? And then all of a sudden, you actually see your boobs. I my mouth dropped when I was like watching that pay per view, and then Sergeant Slaughter comes and like wraps her in a robe. Um, but th- the weird thing was they were just in a pool, and it was they had this random girl. So it was like um, Jacqueline, who also could be on on the list. Um, Ivory, uh, who else was there? The cat. Um, and then this random woman who I don't know how long she was in WWE, but it, it was a BB or no, it was um double D or something. I don't know. It was something with to do with double D. She had giant boobs, so it was like uh I gotta figure out what it was. Uh it's gonna drive me nuts. I'll have to Google it and 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 post about it or something. No, I don't I don't remember that at all. 
Oh, what the heck was her name? What the heck was her name? Oh, it's gonna drive me insane. Um, but I mean, I think we name most of them that I would put up there. Um, you know, and again, if if you're listening and you think we forgot someone, make sure you tweeted us at from underscore gorilla on Twitter. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear you tell us we're completely wrong. We tell Bobby Stone he's wrong all the time, and he's okay with that. So you can tell us if we're wrong. We'll we'll take some heat. <laughs> but at, at Stone, Bobby Stone from Twitter just tweeted at us saying, you forgot Sonny, you morons. True. Well, she's more of a manager. Wrestle. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Yeah, uh, listen, I I would agree. I like Sunny. She could be in there with managers, you know, with Terry Reynolds. Yeah. I think she'd be up there. They did have some matches, but theirs were mostly just close coming off. Yeah. Um, they they did have a few of those, um, but no, I thought those are all those are all pretty good ones. Um, and I think uh, next week we are going to be doing something a little bit different on our next podcast. It'll be more of uh, we're going to call it the what was it, Mike? Uh, the the pod for it all. Pod for it all, just like the brawl for all. Um, and, uh, we're, it's going to just be, we're, who knows what we're going to talk about. You're just going to have to tune in and listen. It's going to be really exciting. Um, and yeah, it, it, yep. Very exciting. Very, very exciting next week. And, uh, yeah. So again, we'll, we'll, I know we're kind of running short on time here, so we'll do our, our final thoughts. Um, so whoever, whoever wants to go first there, anybody. Okay. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll sure. jump in. Uh, right. So I want to. I want to real quick jump in with finishing a thought that that uh, was mentioned before about Alexa Bliss and the story that's going on with her and the fiend Bray Wyatt. I think it's really cool. I think that this is something that they've actually allowed to breathe. They haven't rushed it, and I think when you do that and you allow something to kind of subtly kind of take shape uh, over time you allow us as the viewer to get invested in it. So thank you to whoever is fighting that battle on a week to week basis with Vince McMahon to not rush all of this. Um, so it's keeping me intrigued at least. Uh, the, the final thing for me is I know that I mentioned a lot of different wrestlers that are outside of WWE, but I want to mention a WWE or NXT match specifically for anyone who wants to introduce themselves to women's wrestling I think this is a good foray into it. And I encourage you to watch the video package beforehand because it just it elicits a ton of emotion from you. Really get behind this character. But it is from 2015. It is Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver Brooklyn. It is one of the best women's matches I think I've ever seen. And one of the real first times, I think, during that period in WWE where you see if you give the women like legit time and the ability to tell a story, they can do it and get an unbelievable amount of crowd investment. And, and I think you got it that night. So uh, check that out. Look at it. Uh, you know, we have tons of different YouTube links to different places. Uh, check out on YouTube title match network, ladies night out. It, instead of giving you a rundown of all the different wrestling federations, check that place out because they get tons of talent in from all over the independent scene. So Give it a give it a watch, and uh, been looking forward to hear what people's thoughts are. Thank you, Mikey Cash. Um, I'll go next. Uh, by the way, the woman her name was BB, uh, which was short for Barbara Bush. Even though I think it was actually 
really short for big breasts. That's what I really think it was because uh, that was her. Uh, she was a uh, came in as a paramedic, I think, she, and then just was there for like two weeks, and then she was in TNA as Miss Vaughn Taylor Vaughn. And I don't I don't even remember any of that, but um, but yeah, that 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 was her. So um, my final thoughts. Um, I I was reading something, so I guess on last week's raw maybe, or maybe it was SmackDown to, uh, Vince McMahon was pissed about a match between Cesaro and Rey Mysterio. I think it was Rey Mysterio. And apparently it was a tag team match. And there's this thing that there's like this unwritten rule, which doesn't make any sense that a wrestler that is not tagged cannot come in and then win the match. Like, it's like this weird thing, which makes sense. But like Vince McMahon is like adamant about it. And I guess it like sort of happened on, on SmackDown and he came down and like reamed a bunch of people out. I, I didn't see it. Uh, I just read something about it, but it's like one of those stupid rules um, that I just don't even understand. They have these stupid rules that Vince McMahon has to control the narrative. Like Mike says all the time and just drives me nuts. Then stuff like that. Like you get a guy like Cesaro who's totally underused. I love Cesaro. Um, I think he's awesome, but he just gets, he gets, like thrown to the wolves half the time and um but yeah that's that's my two cents yeah cool i actually read that too Vito, about the tag team thing they're having these new they're not new rules they're the old rules but they're enforcing them now and i don't know it's whatever um i just wanted to for my final two cents i hate to trash on things and but i had watched um raw last week for maybe after after um our podcast and it was uh braun Strowman versus some big dude. Oh um, yeah, for Raw Underground. Um, Raw Underground. And, what the heck uh, is his name? I can't even think of it. He was like, a, I think he's like a foreigner kinda, uh, but he was huge. Um, anyways, I just wanted to say that like they built this thing up for like, I don't know, the whole Dabakato. Dabakato. Yeah, yeah. So they built this thing up for like the whole episode. And and uh, Shane McMahon is just terrible. I don't know how you guys feel about. Have you? He's gotten, He's regressed over the years. He was great when we was with the Mean Street, uh, the Green Street Posse. He was great, yeah. man. He's now he's just. It's tough to watch him. Yeah, was he Green sweating? Street. Oh yeah. Wait, th- this is now two weeks in a row that the Mangalator over here is ripping <laughs> to Shane McMahon. Yeah, but, I just, but he he doesn't help himself. He doesn't. No. He, he's not getting any better week to week. If you were to actually listen to what he said, he talks really, really fast on the underground thing because it's supposed to be like quick action and like anything can happen. And the people, it just looks kind of cool. It looks kind of cool, but I mean, it just, they're not executing it very well. And Strowman crushed the, this dude in like two minutes. And, and so it's that, like, he, all right, bye guy. You're, you're yeah, that knows. guy, Davicato, is like a ripoff of uh, the Murder Hawk in AEW to me. It's like the exact same thing. They did like a whole vignette with, with which was an awesome vignette, by the way, of Jake the Snake and um, Lance Archer. It's Lance Archer, I believe, and they call him the Murder Hawk. But like they did this huge thing where he was in this like abandoned warehouse, kind of like Raw Underground, and he just shit on these other people and demolished them. It was like a one-off vignette, but um, it was awesome. And it made him look like this unstoppable force. It's like exactly like what they're doing, just more drawn out with this raw underground thing and this Dabakato guy who doesn't speak, you know, like it's. Yeah. And whatever they're trying to do with him, they 
they ruined it because Strowman crushed his ass. I'm and sure. I, I hit, and Kevin Owens actually slapped him in the face. Did you guys see that? No. Before, like, before Raw Underground, he slapped him in the face and Dabakato didn't even respond. Didn't do anything. Yeah. So I was like, who is writing this crap? They, I don't know what they're doing on Raw. SmackDown seems to be a little more, a lot more continuity and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Raw is just like, ugh. It's actually a boy who just became the new head writer for Pritchard? Raw. Bruce Pritchard? No, he got fired and it's Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon's doing the writing right now. He's the oh. head writer. No, that's that's probably why you love every last minute and why he's sweating profusely every yeah. time he's on stage is so, because he's improvising this whole way through. So weird enough, I was looking at the ratings and um, Raw did like 1.7 million fans or something. And AEW did almost half of that, which is pretty impressive. You know, I, I don't know what's more impressive. The fact that AEW has got 800,000 people watching and that, or the fact that WWE is just kind of letting this whole thing go down the toilet. Like that's a terrible number. When you were back in like the nineties, you're talking like, gosh, I want to say it was like over 10 million people tuning in on a Monday night raw. Yeah. Every week. And Vito, you mentioned that 1.7 million viewers is like, basically nothing for WWE. And I was like, how are they, you know, it's getting to the point where are they going to get canceled or something? So I looked it up and uh, they actually have like a four, they have like four more years on their contract with USA. So yeah. at like $250 million a year. Yeah. They're not going to get canceled. It's such a, it's think great. about it. Though. It's such an easy, easy, like even at 1.7 million fans, like that's still yeah. far out numbers, a lot of their sitcoms and everything. So that's you know. what I was wondering. I'm, I was trying to see if I could find a, a comparison, like if they put on La Femme Nikita for three hours. Yeah. Or Walker, well, Texas, Ranger, Walker <laughs> yeah. Texas Ranger. Everything. Or, or what was the other one? Renegade that was on right before Raw. Oh, yeah. With, uh, oh, oh my, my God, God. who's that guy's name? Um, Lorenzo something. Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas was his name. What about Pacific <laughs> Blue with uh, AC Slater as <laughs> a bike cop? That's right. That's right. Not a bad show. Uh -oh. Not a bad show. Good stuff, Bobby Stone. You got anything you want to add? I certainly do. I just want to say thank you to our newest addition to the Strutting from Gorilla family, which is our fans in Bangladesh. So, uh, guys, we are just, you know, slowly making strides. Uh, people are, are excited about what we bring to the table. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying what we're doing here. Um, so let's keep it up and let's keep it going. I also want to say one thing and I preface it with a question. Is the atomic the atomic bomb still used to this day? The atomic drop. Mm. Is it the atomic the, bomb the atomic or the atomic bomb, drop? The atomic bomb to date has not been used again. But uh the atomic drop is still used here and the, there. That's the atomic drop. It's where like you go, it's like you hold the guy up and then you basically put your knee into his ass. <laughs> that's kind of the best way i can describe it <laughs> it's fair and to the point i haven't seen it since it was it seemed to be a very popular move in the 90s uh kind of faded away i think too many people got hit in the nuts uh as they were coming back down which is probably why it was so atomic but i did see hulk Hogan in 1986 in toronto go against mr wonderful and he used an atomic drop. 
And I said, wow, when was the last time this maneuver was used? Hogan and, was such a technician. Yeah. You know who had the best atomic drop? It was Bret Hart. Fucking right. <laughs> Probably. Probably made and, that thing look amazing. And you know what? That's just a preview to things to come. Fuck you, boom roasted, Hulk Hogan all the way. There you go. I, I, I listen. I'm on. I'm on team. Uh, team leader of men. I also love Hulk Hogan, but I just he never gets any love in this podcast for some reason. Uh, so, but um, hey, dude. All right. So go, go before we we sign off here. I'm gonna you know go through some of the errors we missed here. Two things. One, we didn't talk about The Rock possibly being on TNA for Ken Shamrock. Weird oh as God. hell. That's going to be weird as hell. I forgot about this. I texted you Yeah, I know you did, but we didn't mention it. That's going to be weird as hell. That's going to be weird as hell. I mean, I I don't know how that's going to happen. I really don't, but uh, I'm curious. I'll tune in just to see it because I think it'll be hilarious. Um, I I will too. I I cannot believe that Ken Shamrock convinced The Rock to record something that's going to air on TNA. Like, how does Vince feel about that? That's what I mean. Like, I I mean, I I feel like... And and Rock could give two shits. Yeah, I I don't blame him. I agree with him. Like, who cares? Um, The other thing is, uh, I I was reading something where, I I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I didn't even bring it up, but uh, Ryback, he basically said that the world is going to be a better place when Vince McMahon is dead. Like, no joke. Absolutely, like, Google it. It basically says... He says, he says the world is going to be better off and wrestling is going to be better off when Vince McMahon passes. I think that's a little aggressive. Um, I I would probably agree with what he was trying to say there. Um, but uh, I mean, I think that, yes, I think there's time to, to move into the next generation, but I, I, I don't wish death upon anybody. And I don't think he did either. I think he said, I, I don't wish death upon it, but just saying that, I feel like he's just trying to do the the old, you know, uh, bait and click. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just wants headlines so people think he's relevant again. When basically he's like your poor man's Goldberg. So that's. So with that, a uh, great great show tonight. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, make sure you spayed and new to your pets, and we will see you next week. We now return your perception of reality to you until next time.